and welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Finding the Magic Podcast. Each Wednesday, I'll be sharing fun content about books, authors, characters, and storytelling. Last week, I shared my Spring Break Edition with the most anticipated books of 2021 and the best psychological thrillers of all time. This week, I'm sharing a history of vampire characters in literature. Those that follow me other places know I'm a huge vampire literature fan. So it was really fun for me to research this topic and bring you a listing of vampire literature. Obviously, this isn't exhaustive, but I've tried to hit the major books and series. Without further ado, I bring you the history of vampires in literature. Legends stories of vampires have circulated the globe for centuries. Vampire literature first appeared in 1816 with the publication of The Vampire by John Polidori. Polidori's vampire character displayed superhuman strength, seducing a maiden, marrying her, and turning her into a vampire. And of course, he killed humans. The next vampire story published was published in a series in Penny Dreadfuls called Varney the Vampire from 1845 to 1847 by James Malcolm Reimer and Thomas Peckett Press. This became the first account of a vampire with sharpened teeth. Over the series, Varney tries to atone himself for his cursed state of being. Maybe the most famous vampire book is Bram Stoker's Dracula, written in 1897. His vampire character lives as a recluse and craves blood above all. He grows younger and more vibrant upon drinking human blood. Seducing women through mind control, his bite sickens them, turning the victims into vampires. The movie rendition starring Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves is the first vampire movie that captivated me, starting my obsession with the genre. It may have been Anne Rice that repopularized vampire fiction in the 1970s with her interview with a vampire novel. As opposed to Stoker's rendition of the species, Rice's vampires are sensual and emotional. They tend to feed off their victims rather than kill them, enjoying the experience much like enjoying a fine wine. The rules dictate that they shouldn't be to kill, but to sustain themselves. Older vampires become stronger and don't require human blood, but drink it for pleasure. Rice's vampires can be killed by the sun, by fire, or by losing their hearts. Younger vampires have less control over their urge to feed on humans, and are strong and fast, but not as strong as older vampires. Older vampires can fly and start fires with their minds. All the vampires can influence humans with their minds and compel one to take action, as well as making them see images. Following Rice's book, Whitley Stryber published The Hunger. This may be the first series to propose vampires as a separate species, not turned by blood or created by monsters. The real views both lots of sex and lots of violence, so it's not for the faint of heart, but it's highly rated, so if you're a true vampire fiction fan, this is probably worth a read. Moving to more contemporary vampire literature is The Vampire Diaries by L.J. Smith, first published in 1991 and now a hit TV series, with not one but two spin-offs. The Vampire Diaries, being, beginning with The Awakening. 
This may be one of my favorite vampire series. L.J. Smith vampires burn to death in the sun, but can be protected by rings, spelled by witches, specific only to that vampire. They can be killed by a wooden stick to the heart, or having their heads or hearts ripped off or torn out. In this series, one can become a vampire by drinking vampire blood, dying, and then feeding on human blood. The vampires crave human blood, but animal blood will sustain them. They gain strength as they age, but all have heightened senses and are able to compel humans into thinking or doing anything. Vervain's art of looks are ingested or worn by a human prevents compulsion. The Vervain also weakens vampires, as they may build up their tolerance to drinking it. Witches are a big part of the series as well. A being can never be both a witch and a vampire in the series, however. Hybrid vampires and werewolves are possible. The series spin-offs are The Vampire Diaries on Netflix, as well as the originals and Legacies, now popular next book series. My next vampire series is Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Without a doubt, Twilight pushed me over the edge from mere fascination to outright fandom when it came to vampire literature. Some true vampire fans hate Twilight and the sparkling vampires created by this author. I, however, fell in love with Stella's plight and challenging relationships. Meyer's vampires, like others, are fast, strong, and have heightened senses. Like the Vampire Diaries, they feel emotions more intensely. They can only be killed by breaking apart the pieces of their stone-like bodies and burning them. Craving human blood, the vampires may use animal blood as a substitute. A high council rules over them, forbidding vampires to kill conspicuously or divulge their secrets to the humans. You may become a vampire by being bitten, such that enough vampire venom surges through your system, transforming you into a vampire. In Stephanie Meyer's series, new vampires are stronger than the old vampires, as opposed to that taught by L.J. Smith or Anne Wright. The House of Night series by Kristen and P.C. Katz. I enjoyed these books immensely. In the series, vampires live among humans almost as a separate race. If you are marked to become a vampire, then you must turn or die. In the first book, Marked, teenage Zoe becomes marked and leaves her home to join the vampire clan in a boarding school-like setting. The vampires are fast and strong and don't have to consume human blood, but many humans shun them as evil creatures. A Shade of Vampire by Bella Forrest. Bella Forrest vampires in A Shade of Vampire series live separate from humans. Some humans are aware of their presence, and a secret army attempts to protect the human population from these creatures. The vampires live on secret islands and hoard humans to use for their sustenance. Miss Forrest is quite prolific, and I've enjoyed several books in the series. The first book centers around 17-year-old Sophia, who is kidnapped by the vampires and taken to their island, becoming a princess of sorts to a royal vampire. Lastly, I will highlight my Kingdom Journal series. This is my own iteration of vampire lore. In the Kingdom Journal series, vampires have evolved as a separate species from humans. They live among humans in secret, as well as in their own clans. They are organized and police themselves with the vampire council. As a separate race of humans, they can bear children, who 
who grow to the age of 18 and become static for 600 to 800 years before their bodies start to deteriorate and then die. They are strong, fast, must eat a natural diet, and do not need blood to survive. Blood, human blood especially, makes them stronger and buoys their healing abilities. Because they can procreate, they may mate with humans, forming human-vampire hybrids who retain qualities of both humans and vampires. This means which vampire hybrids, being both vampire and part witch, with the ability to perform magic, are possible. These vampire-witch hybrids, because of their strength and power, are forbidden by both vampire and witch law. In the first book of the series, Kingdom of Embers, a vampire-witch hybrid teen, Alina, lives in secret with her vampire chancellor mother. When Alina discovers she may be a special witch and teams with the son of the most powerful witch in the world, she jeopardizes the precarious peace with the witches her mother spent her whole life passing. You can find my Kingdom Journal series on my website, along with links to all of these books at trishacopeland.com backslash blog as part of my Vampire Fictions Part 1 and 2 postings. I would love to hear about your favorite vampire series, so make sure and post those in the comments. I know there are many, many other vampire books that could be reviewed, but this is just a highlight of some of my favorites as well as some of those that influenced me. When I started to write about vampire fiction, I felt very overwhelmed. I love vampires. I wanted to write about them, but I wanted to be different enough from what others had created. And my Kingdom Journal series, although it started out as a vampire series, is a lot witch-based, as you will find when you read it. As I said, Alina is a vampire-witch hybrid, and she finds a witch who is also a special witch like her, and they are a trinity of witches who have to break a curse on the witch line, damning them to their souls to purgatory. So it actually became more of a witch series than a vampire series, but there's still many fun vampires in the series, and the prequel about Alina's mother, Anne, is definitely a historical fantasy vampire series, but if you're a vampire lover through and through, I think will entertain. I'm so excited that you chose to join me for this podcast, and I hope you'll turn tune in next week to hear more about finding the magic in books. Thank you, and have a nice day.